0: episode 13 of Foundations for Discipleship. I'm Alan Brace and Pastor Tim Barr joins me each time we get together to discuss matters that concern our growth as Christians. We cannot overstate the value of learning what God says in his word and hiding his word in our heart. Um, We are using a book called The Foundations Bible Truths for Christian Growth Um, and uh, the last time we began, we were together, we began uh, chapter five, but we have an exciting, uh, thing we need to tell you about, uh, with regard to our book and it's the discipleship app.
1: Yeah. You know, when pastor Tim Potter was here, he was talking to those of us who are on the podcast about the app. Um, it's called disciple life. Um, so you can go to any of your app stores, um, be it Android, Apple, wherever, and you're gonna find that they have this disciple life app. Make sure you get the disciple life app. When you do it, you'll be you can buy you can purchase the book foundations and others other discipleship material right on there. Um, there is the opportunity to have like groups where you um, get together, you fill out the answers to the questions right on the app itself, and you can watch each other answering questions. Um, It's a wonderful resource. Make sure you give it, make sure you check it out.
0: I'm going to have to try that. It's uh, not always convenient in in this day and age. I have my Bible on my phone. Um, You know, it'd it'd be nice to have the book on my phone. It'd be a lot more convenient to to carry it around. So that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Well, as I said last time, we began chapter five in our book, um, in this book, Foundations, Bible Truth for Christian Growth. And, uh, you know, we discussed the origin uh, of the Bible and how it came to be and that it is rock solid, trustworthy uh, because it came directly from God himself. Well, this time we are going to discuss what the Bible says about applying God, God's word to our lives as we read through it and, and all of
1: that. So, Pastor Tim. You know, I'm excited to talk a little bit about how do we take God's word and bring it to bear into our lives in a way that provides radical life change and helps us take our next step in our walk with God. Um, And by the way, it really starts with that foundational idea that you see right in your book, and that is you have to read it. Um, And I, I think the simplicity of that statement is always drowned out by the practical problems with it. Um, we all know we have to read it, but it's amazing how few Christians pick up their Bible from one Sunday to the next. So from a practical standpoint, you know, when,
0: when is the best, how much time and when, when's the best time to read it? I mean, it, it, Joshua says in, in chapter one or verse eight there that, uh, that we're supposed to read it. It shall yeah. not depart from our mouth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to read it so much. That your speech is radically transformed so that the Bible and its concepts are constantly coming out of our mouths. Now, um, I would give you a few suggestions for how to read the Bible. Um, One is there are amazing Bible apps now where you can have the Bible being read to you. Um, One of the ones I'm using a lot of recent is the uh, CSV app. Um, mm-hmm. and it has a really excellent free reader right in it. Um, and so then I can be reading, um, that translation at the same time it's being read to me. And, and I find that to be really helpful. Um, I know some people like to read everything of late or listen to everything being read to them at 1.5 or 2.0 speed, um, I don't know, I guess maybe there's parts of the Bible that's good, but I would encourage you maybe to slow down. um, Really think through and pay attention when we read so that we get it. Um, But I also get, if you want to say get through um, the entire book of Genesis in one day, um, listening to the Bible at 2.0 speed, if that's what you're used to, can get you through um, the book of Genesis in probably, what, 15, 18 minutes. Um, and that can be a really powerful thing, um, in your heart and your mind. I might be off on that time, but it's gotta be somewhere near there.
0: So, you know, is the, um, is part of the problem why we don't read because we're trying to get too much stuff
1: crammed into a day? Actually, I think it's just cause we're in a spiritual war. Have you ever noticed it's not hard to pick up a great book, um, that you love except for one. Yeah. Right? There's only one book that you truly love that is so hard to pick up and that is because we are in a spiritual war and the last thing the devil wants from any of us who are mentors and or mentorees is that we pick up our bibles and we read it so if you ever have that moment where i think we all have where you just battle to get your bible open and then when you start reading it's just so rich and valuable right that's spiritual warfare right there
0: yeah exactly well sometimes we uh we say, well, I don't like reading it because it's too hard, but we're not left to figure out the meanings on our own, the meaning of what a passage of scripture says on our, um, uh, on our own. Uh, I think you mentioned it in our last podcast. It, the Holy Spirit was involved with writing it. He's also indwelling us and, and he's living in us, helping us to understand that's the helper part of his job.
1: Yeah, second Peter 1, um, verses three and four, if I remember rightly, is um, really where we find out the Holy Spirit is the one who illumines Scripture for us, He indwells us. So th- not only is he the author, he is the one who brings light or meaning to it to us. Now that is not to say, by the way, the Holy Spirit applies the Bible. The Holy <laughs> Spirit illumines the bible and they're they're distinct things illumination helps us to discern the spiritual implications like like why does the bible matter right right um I, one of the things that really just blew me away, um, I was a biblical language major in my undergrad work, and we had a Hebrew lexicon, which is basically a book that gives you the definition of a Hebrew word and, and how that Hebrew word is related to English words, right? And, and right. so it's this big old clunky thing back in the day we carry with us. And, um, and and honestly, a good part of my first year of my training was simply learning how to use a lexicon with some efficiency. and um, so I, I'm using this book a lot, and I'm learning a lot about the Old Testament scriptures um, as a freshman in college, believe it or not. And um, as I'm learning this, it wasn't until near the end of that year that the professor pointed out to me that all of the authors of that denied the inspiration and inerrancy of scripture, and all of them were unbelievers. Wow. And I was just blown away because these people knew so much more about the word meanings and word choice and all that than I did. But what they did is they never believed any of it. They never saw the light and the value of it.
0: And so they didn't have the Holy Spirit to help them illuminate it so that they, it made sense to
1: them. So that it, it sunk in, if you will.
0: Yeah, that's
1: that's pretty weird. Oh, it was was just honestly, it was life shaping for me um, because I began to realize that you can have an incredible head knowledge of God's word without ever humbling yourself and putting yourself under God's word. You see, in many ways, the reason they knew so much about the Bible is they were the experts and the Bible was under them. Right. And what we're saying is the Bible is the authority and we're under it and they didn't put themselves there. We must. How many times have we
0: had discussions with people who are not believers, in fact, perhaps even antagonistic towards towards uh, spiritual things, the gospel particularly, and yet they know a good deal about the scripture, but they take it completely out of context. They, they, they give it some unbelievable meaning that doesn't, meet, doesn't match up with what God's word said.
1: And yeah, as soon as that- I hear someone say, I know what the Bible says, but I'm like, oh, we're done.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I mean, any, any future going forward until that is addressed is going to fundamentally be circling the wagons. We're just going to keep being in these intellectual circles that come back to that core issue is you can't keep saying, I know what the Bible says, but we have to become people who say, I know what the Bible says, and I will submit, I will obey, I will do what it says.
0: So one of the other things uh, the the second thing that Joshua says in in uh, verse 8 there of, of chapter 1 it says we need to meditate it, on it day and night.
1: Yeah, this um, book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, right? Yeah.
0: And that's kind of the I think our book says something about, you know, you you ponder it, you 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 think about it and you kind of that hmm 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 and then you get to the point where you go, huh? Really?
1: you know it's kind of the kind of the point there right you know it's fascinating cuz the lord's giving me an opportunity to minister with believers in the far east and in the far east when we talk about meditation in that setting i have to do a lot of definitions um and i'm and i think even in america now we have to do that here and that is When we talk about meditating in the Far East, what people think you need to do is remove as much from your mind as you can, make it as empty as you can, maybe even just focus on one thing and eventually try to forget that one thing. That's their idea of meditation. That is, if you would, if your head's like a bucket, you try to make the bucket as empty as possible. All right. Um, What we're saying in meditation is something a little different. We're saying our head's like a bucket. We want to get all the junk out of the bucket. So what we want to do is we want to fill it with God's word. So if you think about your head like a bucket that's full of air, which mm-hmm. it's for most of us, it's either air or rocks, right? Um, and <laughs> well, yeah, space between the rocks. Exactly, right? So if our head's like a bucket full of air, what we want to do is imagine God's word is being like water. And the more water we put in, the less air is in the bucket. We want to fill up our mind with scripture and we want to think about scripture. And I want that is what meditation is. It's filling our mind with God's truth and thinking about all of the connections, the implications of it, and the importance of God's word.
0: And I, I As you were saying that, I was thinking about uh, this past week, um, past week or two, and even this week, is finals at, at colleges, at the college level, the, this finals week, and, and the week before finals is what, dead week, I think they call that. It's sort of like dead week, or the cram week, or whatever yeah. they call that, before you, you are focused on that topic, you're taking away any other thought, any other distraction away from you and you're focused on that particular thing and you know and i'm sure you get into grad school and and even higher and more difficult things you spend more and more time thinking about it meditating on it and trying to remember all of this stuff and trying to put it in its place in your mind and that's that's what they're talking about here meditation fill it with a specific thing and think about it
1: yeah you know As I look at um, some of my friends, um, they went into that using an academic metaphor that went further and further with me in our academic pursuits. I think all of us had to learn if we were going to be effective in the academic world, we had to stop thinking about other things. Um, You you just, you you can only spend, you only have so much time in your day. You got to put your time where you needs to be. And, And I think as everyday believers, God has called us to live in the world that we're, that we're with, right? We need to think about our jobs. We need to think about our children. We need to get the bills paid. We got to get grocery shopping and all that. But I I just don't believe that God has ever intended for us to go through a day without spending significant time thinking about him, talking to him and hearing him talk to us. Um,
0: yeah, I had a pastor friend, uh, years ago who, he was the. There were two pastors. He was the teaching pastor. He wasn't the senior pastor. He was the teaching pastor, and uh, he told me once that uh, he allowed himself one one book a year um, to, you know, well, he called them trashy novels. It wasn't really a trashy novel. It was like a mystery or you know something like that. But he only allowed himself one a year because he said the rest of the time I really need to focus on learning and teaching so i can i can teach effectively and uh i've i've remembered that it's been you know a long time ago since he told me that
1: yeah so i have always enjoyed medieval fantasy but within i'll put some pretty clear parameters on where that can go biblically um, uh, but i've definitely have enjoyed that kind and style of literature for many many years Um, but if you're into that, if any of you guys are listening to the podcast and you're into that, you know, if the book isn't two inches thick, it's probably not worth reading. Right. Right. And they and and that's just volume one. You're hoping right. there's 13 more. Um, and you're hoping <laughs> yeah. your favorite author doesn't die before they get to the end of the saga. And um, as, as I was enjoying that reading, I began to look at that same thing. How much time am I putting into this? And so now I, I do put some pretty serious limits. I mean, I do read outside of just the academic and biblical. Um, right. But it, we do want to be careful. I'll be honest, though, most of us is not it's not academic reading or even fictional reading. It's, it's things like screen time, right? Um, It it is, we're involved in every sports um, endeavor that's going on around. We just have filled up our lives with stuff that in 10 years, you won't remember doing, and it won't make any difference.
0: And I think as we, as we think about our day, and you, if you were actually to keep a log of the things that you do during the throughout the day, there's probably 30 minutes collectively, at least 30 minutes where you could spend time reading. So um, some of the some of the excuses, <clears throat> reading and thinking about it, meditating on it, and perhaps. While you're driving down the road, listening to double speed, uh, Genesis is a, it's a wonderful thing. I'm not denying that at all. That that's certainly a wonderful thing, but then there's also that period of time where you need to slow down. So you can meditate, you can't meditate at double speed. You have to, you have to think about it. And I think that's, uh, you, you puzzle over what you've read, I guess is, um, uh, what I'm trying to get to here.
1: You know, I think we should actually attack our own medium here for just a moment too. I, I love, Um, podcasts, they're great. I listen to a whole bunch of them. I travel, I listen to a lot of them. Uh, But I think sometimes too, we fill up our minds with commentary, commentary on good things like even God's word like this. Um, But we also have podcasts on the news and podcasts on pop culture and all these things that we're doing. And I think sometimes what we do is we fill up our mind with the good but we're not filling it up with the best. right? Um, So I would just encourage us that sometimes we even need to stop things that aren't wrong, just so that we make sure God's word is in our hearts and our lives.
0: And it it has to become a priority. And then uh, once we've, we've, we've read it, we've meditated on it. We've uh, the Holy spirit has helped us come to an understanding of what we read. Now we have to put it into motion um, and and putting into action those things uh, in everyday life. I'm, I'm looking at page 76 in our book for those who are following along. Um, and, you know, there we find that there are two types of Christians that uh, read it. And then there are those who actually uh, put in the effort to make the corrections that, that the scripture calls us to.
1: Yeah, James says in James 1.22, but but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Um, and I think he goes into that kind of that mental picture of, he said, so um, if you just become a hearer of the word and you never do anything with it, you're like a man who, obs- is, who is observing himself um, in a mirror. And he sees what kind of person he is, but he totally forgets what he's like. And I think we've all had that moment where um, I think most many of us would have what I call like a God night time, um, that time somewhere in the morning, somewhere in our day wherever where we open up a bible we we intentionally are reading for our own personal growth and and sometimes you know the bible will um really confront us or we'll see a very clear connection between the bible and our lives and 10 minutes later we can't even remember where we read more or less uh or even why it would have mattered to us and i think that's a really big danger
0: exactly um i think it is it verse 20 um 23 or 24, that of the first chapter there, where, you know, you look in a mirror and he sees himself. So the scripture is showing us who we are, but then he turns away and just kind of goes away and uh, uh, without doing anything about it. But I think that the point there is that, you know, as you've already said, if we are going to obey the scripture that we've read, we must be willing to change. We must be willing to make the changes that are necessary.
1: um, Yeah, so much so that James comes out and his thesis statement says, but he looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it Mm -hmm. and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. And I, I feel like we're missing the blessing in many of our Christian lives. And it is because, We are spending a lot of time worrying and thinking, but we're not spending nearly enough time letting God challenge us through his word. Remember the simplicity of the statement. When you pray, you're talking to God. When you read God's word, God is talking to you. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we need to stop the talking to God and let God talk to us.
0: How many times uh, when we're talking to God, it's, it's really about us. You know, This is what I want. Uh, this is what I think, maybe. Um, and we, as you said, we need to stop and,
1: and read what God says about that. He, yeah, I had a dear friend long ago that told me, he said, I don't know that I pray like you do. I said, well, how do you pray? And he said, well, I just think in front of God. And I thought, well, that's really spiritual. Uh, cause like I was using like prayer list and things like that. And i never thought about this thinking in front of God thing. So I decided to try this thinking in front of God. And, um, and so for this kind of period of my life, I was trying to think in front of God. And what I began to realize was this, I was just complaining. Mm-hmm. Right? I was just grumbling. Um, and, and so I decided that that model of prayer was not a model I could go in. Um, and I think, So often we have become a people where that's what we think real Christianity is. It's when we just sit there and we think like spiritual thoughts or we think about God or we have like an emotional moment in front of God. When in truth, what we need is we need to hear what God says and apply it. And that's super important for us.
0: It's uh, the difficult part of it. But it's super important. It, it, we have to
1: be committed to doing that. Now, let me so, talk about this application for a, section, sure. a second. Sure. Because I think we often fail to think clearly about what an application is. Okay. And not every application of God's word is legitimate. Okay. So one of the, one of the ways people say, how do I figure out if, if what my application is is right or not? Um, And and one thing I would say is the Bible was written by an author for the original recipients of the book or the people who are going to read it for the first time. Okay. And the author expected that when those original people read the book, they would be different for having read it. They would have a, a higher view of God. They would turn from their sin. They would put in new patterns of holiness, right? The author expected that his original readers would change for having read the book now we find in hebrews one that these things were not simply written for the original readers but they're written for us as well so the one thing i would look at and say this as you're trying to formulate a idea in terms of an application and we could say a lot more about this when we could spend a whole podcast on this but um but if but i would just say make sure that you're asking yourself this question Am I trying to respond to this in a way that the original author was intending for his readers to respond? Um, so if, if, for example, if we were to look at the Gospels, there's, you have four of them, okay? The three synoptics are much more similar than John. John has kind of a unique thing. So let's just pick on John as compar- in comparison. The first three Gospels, the Synoptics, they're really helping the Christian community respond correctly to Christ. Right. But when we read John, there is John is helping those who do not yet believe in Christ to understand who he is and to believe that he is the Son of God and that he died in their place and that Christ is in fact the substitute, the lamb who's slain for them. Okay, so we want to make sure that when we are engaging the word of God and we're looking for an application, we want an application that would make sense to the author. Um, now, the author did not know about skyrise buildings and he didn't know about cell phones and he didn't know about cars. But he did know about morality. And he didn't know about okay. truth, and he didn't know about God. So let's make sure our applications fit within the original author's um, impetus or thrust for that passage. And that's part of that meditation that we spoke about a minute ago,
0: where you, you have to identify what the what the uh, writer was trying to get across, to what he was trying to give to you, and and you need to meditate on that. And how do you make you find the principles there and you try to make application in this cell phone skyrise
1: world. All right, so this is going to be for the old school people that listen to our podcast. Um, there was an old... Um, radio program called garage logic that came out of yeah you know that one right oh yeah 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 yeah. and Joe Soucheret was the uh, main host host of garage logic and uh, he was hilarious Um, but he would look at all the issues related to conservatism but he had a word that he used over and over again he said we're going to do some linking Um, and as soon as he started linking you knew sometimes he was going to talk about two or three distinct news stories and put them together and there'd be a common theme Right. Right. Um, sometimes he would take ten stories, put them together, and he'd be giggling at his own links because they were just absurd. Okay. Right. Uh, there is a sense in where that idea of linking is a little bit what application is. Application is where you're you're putting together links, but in a legitimate way. Of you're saying, okay this is kind of how that passage would have linked into the life of someone back then. And, um, and, and kind of the way it linked in back then, that theme would kind of link into my life in this way. And, and you, and we do some linking, we kind of put the pieces of the, of the chain together and then we look at it and go, does that make sense? Oh, good. It makes sense. And then when it makes sense, we can say, well, great, we now have a great application. Um, by the way, We ought to be linking the entire time we're studying God's word. We got to be asking, okay. how does this fit in and link into every part of my life? Um, and you can verify those links by, by
0: cross-referencing other, other, uh, other books in the Bible, because they all, they all tie together. But you can verify those links.
1: Yeah, by the way, the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. Right. right. If you want to know what the Bible means, go to the Bible and find out what it says about that same topic in other places. This is the best commentary. But then you're linking, right? You're linking the right. passage with other passages. And now you're linking those passages with your thinking. And this is this is really what application is. And, and we can do this. And, and we start this at the moment we become a believer. And then we ought to be doing this for the rest of our lives. And and as as important as it is to read the
0: scripture, which is obviously the number one thing you got, you gotta start there and you gotta meditate on it. But it really is vitally important that we apply it that we obey what the scripture says that we that we make the changes that are needed in our lives and and be a little introspective about it Um, yeah
1: to him who knows to do good and does it not to him it is sin right exactly how do we know what good is the word of god god's word yes
0: yeah Yep. it's awesome um so we're uh, going to try and wrap up here a little bit. Uh, we have some, just to make sure that we are clear on, on this uh, whole uh, idea of God's word and, and not just the idea, but God's word itself. And some of the words that we use, throw around uh, and use, uh, let's, let's go through. Let me throw out some words and have you just give us a thumbnail of what they, what they are mean. Are you
1: giving me a pop quiz?
0: Oh, absolutely. I oh, love man. doing that. Yeah. All I mean, right. We'll see what I can do. Yeah, well, you, uh, I'm, I'm not, should I keep score? Um, oh,
1: man, I hope not. All right, we'll let's see <laughs> what I can do. Uh, so what is meant by inspiration? All right, that's the idea of being God-breathed. That is, God spoke his word through many prophets and many portions in many ways. God speaks his word so that what is written down is, in fact, God's words, even though it was through a human author. And inerrancy. Inerrancy means that God gave his word without any error. Because God is perfect, when God gave his word, the original writing of that was absolutely perfect. So we have light
0: bulbs, we have uh, LED lights, we have flashlights. What do we mean by illumination when it, uh, as it pertains to the word of God?
1: Okay, so spiritual things are spiritually discerned. And the Bible addresses spiritual things. So what the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit helps us discern that the implications of the Bible to life. It helps us understand, the way I put it, is why the Bible actually matters. Okay. And then, uh, so we've
0: been illuminated. We uh, we understand that we can trust God's word because it's inerrant. It's, it's been inspired by God. What do we, uh, you know, there's so much, so many different versions of meditation these days. Uh, let's apply meditation
1: to this. Okay, so meditation is when we fill up the bucket of our brain with God's word, right? So that we think about it and we think about, it's It's not simply a memorization f- so that you can regurgitate the words. It is, you, and when you meditate on it, you let the word of God dwell richly in your soul. And as it dwells within us, it, it literally changes our thoughts and the intentions of our heart. And then application, uh, obey it. Right. Y- you know, the way I put it is this application is when we enculturate the Bible by obeying and believing it. All right. So I, that, that's my fancy def- I always have a fancy definition, right? But of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's So that you get extra points. Yeah. you Okay. Know, hey. Um, so why do I say enculturate? The Bible was written in an ancient time to a different place than here. But what we do is this. We take the truths of God's word and we bring them into our culture by obeying and believing the truth of that message. Um, The Bible is intended to break into every place and every culture and application is when it actually enculturates. And uh, it's so cool. Thank you. By the way, you passed. And we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, I and we'll even give
0: you extra points for the for the big words. Uh, oh, thank you! Thank and being you. able to explain what the big word is—that's uh, that's important too. You know, Joshua one eight gives us a promise to those who read and apply and obey the scriptures, and that uh, and that is spiritual growth and God's blessing. He promises that His word is going to be fruitful.
1: You know, honestly, I could not imagine what it would be like to wake up every day and not know that we had God's roadmap for having a relationship with him and living in relationship with his creation. I I just couldn't imagine what that is. But I'll tell you, before we're done, I just want to say, what really breaks my heart in in this conversation is that there's people who wake up every day and they do not have a Bible in their language. Mm -hmm. Or if they do have a Bible in their language, no one's ever brought it to them and showed them what it means. It breaks my heart that there's people around our world that have a Bible but never open it, and they don't know how important it is to them. Um, you know, this is not just a philosophical or theological conversation for us. The Bible is the, the, our bread that we eat every day. Yeah. It is that which sustains us and brings us in relationship with God. And it's not just for us. It is so important for our world. And so hopefully maybe just a few of the concepts as we're encouraging mentors to connect with their mentorees, we want to just, I hope these, these words have just kind of inspired you to become more faithful in your time in the word of God. And then communicate that on, hey, we need to be people of the book.
0: Exactly, and I and that's one of the things I pray for in the group for the group that I lead is that they would become so enamored with the scripture that they can't put it down, um, that it becomes a. Um, just something that becomes, well, as you said, fill your head with the bucket, fill, fill the bucket of God with God's word. It just becomes part of them. It becomes their lifestyle, if you will. You
1: know, the other day I, I heard a story of a Muslim man who had just gotten the Bible in his language. Um, and he sat down and read it over 50 times, um, one, just the book of John. He read the book of John over 50 times in one week. Wow. And here's a man who had yet to even come to saving faith. that saw the incredible beauty of Jesus Christ in the written word of God. He becomes a believer, right? Yeah. Um, And when I heard that, I thought, man, where is that fire for the Bible in our culture? Where are the people who just yearn to be in the word of God as much as possible? We need to bring this back or our, our nation's in big trouble. And I think some of that is uh, we're trying to
0: uh, address by um, both podcasts, but also the study. This book that we are using is to get people to look at scripture and look at at. At discipleship becoming a true a real disciple and studying god's word and getting it into their hearts and and um, we can't emphasize scripture memory enough as part of all of that because that becomes part of when scripture memory and the scripture becomes part of your day-to-day life you just yearn for more of it 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 becomes it's funny how that works but it becomes a hunger for more
1: and more of it you know Um, yeah, you might not be able to pass the pop quiz that I just got thrown at me. Uh, that really doesn't matter. Honestly, if you don't, can't remember the exact word and you got to look up the right word definition, we can get over that. The real quizzes of life come every single day with our moral choices, with our beliefs and how we communicate them to our children. And, and that's where the word of God has to be essential. Um, e- honestly, if you can ever pass the pop quiz is not the point. Right. The point. The point is that you have so come to know the scriptures that you have fallen deeply and passionately in love with your creator Um, and you have come into relationship with him and you want to live the rest of your life to glorify him. That is what the word of God does in our hearts. Um, it, It puts us on fire for a relationship with our God. And so while it's important, by the way, that we go through these teaching, I'm not denying the importance of the ideas but but let's be really really clear um our goal in all this is not so that we can pass the pop quiz our right. goal is that the word of god does the great work in our lives exactly
0: it's it's not just knowing it's it's making it the lifestyle yep. um and we and as we come to a close I, I the other thing is we need to really emphasize that be praying for your mentoree for those who you are working with um, we know that we are praying for you, um, but you know, perhaps make uh, specific points about the person you're working with so that you can pray for them specifically. Highly important, incredibly important, um, and uh, we, like I said, we can't, we just can't emphasize that enough. This has uh, been an, a really encouraging time for me thank you pastor i, I appreciate that greatly
1: yeah I, I love being here and and just i appreciate your ministry to our church encouraging us to stay involved in this discipleship and um one of the things we'd encourage
0: you to do if you've been listening to the podcast this one and perhaps some other ones uh this being i believe number 13 um write a review when you when you get done with the podcast Write a little review as an encouragement to others who may be listening. Yeah, just um,
1: good reviews, no bad reviews
0: right now. <laughs> exactly. We're still, you know, some of the technical stuff we're still trying to learn, but no, that's okay.
1: uh, we, we don't mind those kind.
0: Yeah, no, and and but we'd encourage you to do that, um, and maybe encourage an encouraging note to help the others who may be listening to the to the podcast as well. Well, thank you for listening, for Tim Barr. I uh, I appreciate it. I'm Alan Brace. So long.